Hey, everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guests will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they use in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know Mailman, Mailman is an email plugin that sits on top of your existing email client and delivers your emails in batches at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. Today, we have with us Daniel. Daniel is the founder of Legit Check app, which lets you check if a product if a product is authentic or fake. He's also the founder of Price Unlock, an app that lets you find the best pricing for your SaaS product. I'll now let Daniel say a few opening words about himself and about his work. Daniel, we are so glad to have you here. I'm very honored to be here. Thanks very much, Prashant. Hey, everybody. Um, I don't have anything too. I don't have too much to add besides what Prashant has added, and I think he's doing a good job. Um, I've, I've, it might be worth just adding this as an extra. I also moderate the Reddit SaaS community, so given the audience of this podcast, uh, perhaps join us there. It's a lovely community, and uh, yeah, let's see. Let's make this awesome. Absolutely. Then let's get right into it. So the first question that I have for you today is, uh, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Cool. Yeah, sure. Number one idea is don't get attached to any idea because at the end of the day, they're just ideas. And I think there's uh, something deeper than ideas or something deeper than the thinking mind. Call it intuition. Call it some people call it God. Some people call it whatever. It's got many names. That's number one. So anything I say or anybody says in these three ideas, don't get too attached to them. Number two is to get a bit more practical now. I think strategy means one thing, which is what is it that we can do that is really hard or maybe even impossible for our competitors to to do. So the harder it gets, the better it is. And that's what strategy is. And number three is to have something in between the... Um, spiritual and a practical one i think the the task the that vision isn't necessarily about seeing what nobody has seen yet it's more about thinking about something that nobody has thought of but that about which everybody sees so let me put that again into into a better way vision isn't about seeing what's unseen it's about thinking what's unthought of about which everybody has seen more in the in the day-to-day so yeah those would be my my main three uh those are all super deep words right there and you've already spun our audience into deep thinking holes already uh, in the first minute of starting and that's super good but i'm going to make sure that none of us get attached to the ideas that you just shared so moving straight on to the next question uh, who are the two people that you look up to and why? Sure, yeah. One of them is uh, Scott Galloway. He's a teacher at NYU, but he also has his own podcast. Maybe you might have heard or some people might have heard about the Prof G Show. That's him. Very interesting person. He's a, he's a contrarian and a deep thinker. Uh, m- many of the things I say are 
directly a carbon copy of what he says. Uh, e- even one of these three things I mentioned, one, one of them is from him. And uh, to go even further, he has this, uh, this uh, he sometimes calls people blue flame thinkers. I think he's a blue flame thinker. And then for number two, to, to have a more a classical example is um, surprisingly Tim Cook. Is it surprising? Is it a cliche thing to say? I think he's, uh, I, I'm looking up to him because he's, uh, he's a smooth operator. Like uh, people were doubting him. People were saying this and that about him in the beginning that he's not cut for it. He'll never replace Steve, whatever. Yeah. But I think he's taken it very far. He's not stopping. And at the same time, what I appreciate is the fact that he's not, He's not boring, but he's not an entertainer either. He's not having a cult of personality. He's not trying to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But this mix seems very interesting to me. Laid back, calm, but when the numbers speak, they speak for himself. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I agree with you on that. That uh, A lot of people say, uh, I, I don't really agree, but uh, they say that the speed at which Apple has been innovating uh, under Tim Cook isn't as great as it used to be. Uh, but if, if you look at the numbers, they're still doing great uh, in terms of the iPhone and the things they're shipping. Uh, I believe that definitely Tim Cook is doing a great job uh, while being you know, overly entertaining about it. And his marketing tactics might not be as flashy and stuff. But still... Yeah. And what I want to bring up is the fact that what I find interesting is not necessarily the good job. That's that's without, nobody can contest that, mm-hmm. whether the stock price or the, you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. the fact that it, it's a good job consistently across time that a cruise is having compound value. And at yeah. the same time, there's no not that much, I mean, there is personality in it, but it's just his style of doing it. And think about if Steve Jobs was alive in all this time, he would have been glorified probably even more or who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But, um, consistent value over time mm-hmm. slow burn maybe maybe not but compounded value that's 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 the thing that i'm trying to scope out of his operation style absolutely uh compounding is a thing that really excites me that consistent results for a period of time don't have linear results they get you compounding and exponential results and we are seeing that with apple so that's very exciting so moving on to my last question for you that is, what's the number one productivity trick that you find super helpful in your everyday life? Yeah, sure. Productivity is something I had to rephrase for myself to redefine. To me, up until a couple of, up until I redefined it, it was doing as much as possible. But um, I think if we compare business productivity to, or entrepreneurship productivity to being an athlete, it makes sense that I need to step back every now and then and you can't just train full sprint all day long as some entrepreneurs might try to do so a productivity trick um, tip whatever you want to call it is um, disabling the mind every now and then stopping the thinking mind sometimes I can't sometimes I can't but when I can do it it's it's like Starting off with a clean slate, you know, some people say that, you know, just go to bed, think about it in the morning. Sometimes it's, you know, it's midday and I might, my thinking mind might be too much into, into movement, like the gears are, are, are shifting and that flow is like a, is like a river that's, that's getting mad, if that's an analogy. So uh, I can't always stand up to my tip, but 
when I do, it's really helpful stopping the thinking mind. And that's what, what it means to me to take a step back. Um, I, I can stop the thinking mind being in this very seat sometimes. So it, it doesn't mean go out for a walk or something like that. That's one of the tools. But the, the main thing you're doing even then is perhaps uh, shifting the focus of the thinking mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really interesting analogy that you just shared that for entrepreneurs or p- businessmen, uh, people who are leading professional lives in general, uh, we often tend to idolize, uh, you know, athletes and top performers, elite performers, uh, but we forget that their sport is different, uh, that they just need to run one race full throttle and that's different. But what we are doing here is that we are running a long game. It's a marathon. And in that, you might have to run slow at some places and run fast. But in reality, it's not even a marathon. You can actually stop at some places. And that's the liberty we can have of taking a step back, stopping thinking, like you said, and reanalyzing everything maybe, then starting back again. Uh, on that note, uh, I I'm personally, I personally st- struggle with uh, how do I stop at times? Because when you stop, there is that sense that, okay, things are moving even when you stop, right? Uh, so it gets you a sense that, okay, I need a break, but still things are moving. What if I get behind? And there's this you know, stress that builds up with that break. Does it happen to you? How do you deal with that? It does happen. It, it never goes away. But that's just, again, the thinking mind coming for the back door, because that's what I mean. When I, 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 it's, it's hard to put into words. But when I say stopping the thinking mind, I literally mean trying to stop, not oppose it, but slow down the train of thought. So when you're saying, and I experienced that, so it never goes away, maybe, but it's just in the background, that FOMO of things are moving, I'm not moving, I can't stop. Uh, That's part of the process of stopping the thinking mind or slowing it down. The fact that those ideas are, don't don't have the same power, don't have the same pull, which influence ultimately your, what you're doing. So um, it's, it's a bit meta, but it's stopping that as well, or understanding at least, because when I say stop it, it makes me think of pushing against something it's really quite the opposite it's not pushing against something it's, it's not pushing anymore or being pulled it's just let me put it this way into very practical uh, words mm-hmm. when i don't think it's better oh yeah that that's that's very short and sweet and actually, or let me put it this way let me put it this way yeah because it's not like i, I never think all the time mm-hmm. the thinking mind is a tool and it has to be stopped every now and then that that's that will be a better way to put it yeah. If, if I think at all times at max capacity, Usain Bolt can't sprint consistently at full speed for 42 kilometers. Mm-hmm. But, okay, he can sprint very nicely on 100 meters or 200, mm-hmm. but you can't keep that pace up because you're going to explode. I don't know what's going to happen to you. So the same way, the, the thinking mind can't be at max capacity or even 50% capacity without stopping consistently. So there's resting time for the thinking mind. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that really makes a lot of sense. I agree with that. Uh, we do need those breaks. We do need to stop thinking for a bit. And a, a technique that I personally found helpful for doing that is actually, in India, we do it a lot. Uh, it's meditation and stuff like that. And that helps you really pause or stop the train of thought. And yep. it's basically a stage where you're observing, you're being a witness to your thought 
You're not a mm-hmm. part of it. You're not a part of it. But you're seeing your thoughts come and go. That's what meditation yeah. is about. And, yeah. uh, and it helps you slow, slow down, basically, everything. And, it's and I, I love that about Eastern culture, this, the fact that it's embedded in the culture to have that. And I think that speaks as well to Eastern culture is a bit more intuitive and a bit more. So the, the pur- purpose of stopping the thinking mind is that you make space for something more to come. So let's say I'm on a problem. I can't a coding problem or a product problem. I can't, for the love of God, seem to get how how people go into this funnel and then this and that. But when you stop the thinking mind, if you manage to, when you manage to, it, you're making space for that intuition to come up. And yeah, formal meditation is one of the ways to go at it. But I guess you can even do it. You meditate as well when you're in an extreme urgency situation and you're climbing a mountain and you know you need always need to have three points of whatever contact your your uh, your hand slips and now you're on two you don't think there it just happens to you and because if you start thinking you, you're gonna you gotta overthink it and fall i don't know what's gonna happen i guess we don't hear from those people who do that but that's when your mind stops and in the same way your mind should might stop it would be beneficial for your mind to stop every now and then maybe on a business problem, on a product, on a strategy problem, on a, our competitor did X and now we're going to rush into doing X as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe stopping and, and uh, not letting that flow take you over mm-hmm. is what will make you do the right thing, which is carry on, keep talking to your users or do whatever whatever comes to you as the right thing to do without being rushed by the situation. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a whole amount of sense in it. So those were all the questions I had for you. And I love the amount of depth we went into with each questions about the ideas, the people, and the productivity trick, uh, as we call it. Uh, but that was all of these were super meta and so super deep thoughts. And I love that you shared them with us. Lastly, uh, if anyone from our audience would like to reach out to you or just wants to follow your journey, uh, what would be the best way for them to do that? Twitter should be always my main. I always try to hammer in that bio <laughs> everything, but I always fail at doing that. Twitter, that's at CHD Daniel, uh, so double D. If, if, they, if people want the next level, besides my businesses, which they might see there, I also write a monthly investors update called Dear Mom slash Investors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any investors, but it's, I guess people can invest in me with their attention and I'm trying to be responsible of that. So that's where I write down all the numbers, all the revenue figures, uh, users, whatever. I, I can tell you my competitors are, are following it, so you, you might join as well. <laughs> they, they have an incentive, but if, yeah. if any of these seem interesting to you and like to see a monthly progression, yeah. the same way uh, I wish I would have seen, I, we've seen Jeff Bezos year-to-year progression in the public letters, but not month-to-month. I right. wish I, we would have had those. If I amount to something... Uh, in conventional terms, if, if I made it at oh. one point, uh-huh. uh, maybe those month-to-month updates will have been very valuable to me as well and to, to other people. If not, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree to that. Uh, seeing a person's progress from one point to another point with regular at regular intervals uh, after they have made it is super exciting. But it would be only possible if people really documented that on a regular basis. I, yeah, so it's really good that you're doing that. I'll make sure to plug in your Twitter and all the links that you just mentioned in the description below so that people can easily access it uh, right 
Uh, and it was so great having you in for this. And thank you so much for making time for this. I hope you enjoyed it. Likewise. Thanks very much for having me and have a great day to anybody listening to this.